Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast from Discovery Church. Our hope is that this message would help you seek truth and find purpose. If you would like to know more about Discovery Church, please check us out online at mydiscoverychurch.ca. With that said, let's go to this week's message. Thank you for being here. Uh, we're, we're right in the, well, we're not right in the middle. We're actually at the tail end of a series that we've started called This Is Us. I'm not sure if you uh, watched the show This Is Us, but since we've started the series, my wife and I actually started watching This Is Us, and, it's, and it brings on the tears. I, like, if, if you like to cry, watch it. If you don't like to cry, don't watch it. Hus- or wives, if you want your husbands to cry, you should start watching the movie like, or the show. It is... It is, yeah, it is. I was talking about, it was a tearjerker. It's why, like, seriously. But we're in this middle of this series called This Is Us, and it's a series about what we value and about who we are. But as I've said most every week, we don't believe that you just want to come and sit down and hear about who we are, but we believe that the values that we hold as, as Discovery Church, if you put them into your life, it will actually bring more value to your life and create a framework for God to work within who you are. And I was brought to us a, a sad reality this week. Some of you will laugh and be like, Pfft. and some of you are like, man, he's, yeah, he's really old. I was brought to a sad reality this week that it was exactly half of my life ago that I graduated high school. I was like, um, that's, Shawnee's like, oh, you are old. She's like, but you're still cute. Uh, so I was reflecting a little bit on my, my time in high school and we, we, uh, talked about last week that we value excellence. And we talked about how excellence is not perfection. That perfection will drive you crazy, but excellence, striving for excellence will have you, give you a sense of motivation. And uh, that excellence is not, not exactly that, that, not striving to be perfect, but excellence is being better today than you were yesterday or being better at something today than you were yesterday and making the outcome of something the next time you do it better than it was the last time. And uh, I reflected back to my high school years this week. It took me a while to get back there, but I got back there. And uh, I didn't live my high school years, especially in my education realm and my studies realm, with excellence. I did not strive to get better each and every day. Um, there may or may not have been now students, if you're here and you're still in high school... Do not tell your parents that Pastor Lauren said this, so it's okay. It's, I'm not, it's not, not everything that I do is okay. Um, especially not everything I did in high school was not okay. But there were, there were times that I may have missed a few classes in high school. I may have sat on the front step. I really look back at it and I'm like, why would I do that? I, could have, I remember one time I sat on the front step, freezing cold, being like, I just don't want to go to that class. I could have literally went to that class, not paid attention, but still at least been warm. It was the weirdest thing. I don't know what goes through my mind in high school. But I remember there was one class that I would never want to miss. And it was biology. And uh, not because I loved the subject, not, not a little bit, but the teacher was amazing. The teacher would, would always greet you with a smile. He would always take time for students. His name was Mr. Tedford. Vianne laughs because she knows who Mr. Tedford is. But it was crazy because people, people would want to be around him. Here's, here's a, an, a probably my age guy in high school, and people would just want to hang out with Mr. Tedford during like recess and during lunch, and he would always make time. He would stay in his, stay in his room, and I always found myself, I'm like, I could skip every other class, but not biology. I wanted to hang out with Mr. Tedford. Have you ever met anybody 
that you just like, you're captivated by their presence when they come into a room. The joy that they bring into a room just makes, makes your life, makes everything that you're going through just feel, it seem like so much lighter. Like it seems like the weight of, of, of every sickness or, or what you're going through or the divorce that you're walking through or, the, or the, uh, uh, your EI is not coming through or, or there's, there's something happening in your life and you're just around that person. They just bring in a sense of encouragement and this joy and you're kind of like, oh man, can I, just stay with, can I just stay with you? Can I move in? Like, do you have an extra room? Uh, kind of thing. I, I, I've, Mr. Tepper was one of those, those people for me and uh, it, was, it was crazy. And, and today we want to highlight our fifth value here at Discovery Church, and it's that we value joy. We believe that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and uh, we, I, I define it kind of like this. So this is, as, as a church, and, and this is how we define joy. Ready? We believe that nothing will fill you with joy more than serving God with the people you love. We are invited to participate in carrying out God's mission, and that gets us excited. We believe that no task is too small to have an impact, no matter where God is positioned, no matter where God is, as has us positioned, our smiles and laughter are contagious. It is his joy that fills us and overflows into the world around us. We want to be the reason that someone's day is uplifted and load is lightened. I hope, if you're, if you're here for the very first time, or if you're here for the second time, or if you're here for the ninth time, ninth Sunday today, two months old, hey-oh, uh, that's huge, right? Two months, we were two months old two days ago, which is crazy. I, I was floored that I get, we still get to do this every single week, and I cannot see us stopping. I love it. But I hope that when you walk into our church, into Nellie Carlson School, that no matter what your life brings, I pray that, that our people, that, that our dream team and the people that you meet and the people that smile at you and shake your hand and say hi, that you feel for an hour, at least for an hour, that your load is lightened a little bit, that, that your week, you can actually take on your week and what happens beyond these, these, these four doors, or beyond these four walls, because of what happens here for a little percentage of your week. We value joy. And uh, over this series, we've actually uh, filmed a few people share, sharing about uh, life change and, and, and uh, process. And today, it is, is with great honor that uh, we can actually take a little look into a lady's life that puts my joy to shame. Whenever she comes into a room... Literally, there's so much encouragement. Her smile is big. She's a fiery redhead. She's, she's a part of our church. And uh, you might, you may, you probably have already met her. Her name is Vianne. And I would like you to take a look towards one of the screens. And just, just, a, just to dive into a little bit of Vianne's life and uh, how she strives to live in joy and allow uh, the fruit of the spirit of joy to be evident. So why don't you take a look? entered and won Miss Wheelchair Canada and God showed me a platform and uh, then I went on to represent Canada on a world stage in Poland and I'm like God what are you doing and at the very end of the day he put me on a world stage to show people my joy and while I was in Poland 
that's what people were attracted to. Like even the media, all the questions were like, what is this that I'm seeing in you? How do you get that strength? And I'm like, this is so easy. I point to Jesus every time. Hi, Discovery Church. My name is Vianne King. And uh, what is joy to me? I remember hearing Beth Moore say one time that uh, your happy place, uh, your joy place will also be your obedience place. Because some people think that joy comes easy, uh, but joy is about a lot of tough choices. Uh, it doesn't mean that you can't ever get mad or upset. It just means that I choose uh, to not let fear, anxiety, uh, and whatever things I can't control, control me. Because once I allow situations to control me, it um, has the ability to take your joy. I've strived for a lot of things in my life and have um, failed miserably when I've tried in my own strength. You can't control your situations, but you can control how you choose to handle those situations. And so I strive daily to be closer uh, to my Heavenly Father, uh, who, it doesn't mean to say that I don't get mad or upset, trust me. It just means that um, I give up the fight sooner. And um, that is what gives me joy. Because when you have contentment and peace, knowing that God is in the midst of every situation, then that gives me joy. I've been asked uh, a lot of questions about joy, like how do you, how can you be so joyful? Looking at me in this wheelchair, people think, like how can you be joyful? It's not about your circumstances and what you're going through, it's how much you're gonna allow God in your circumstances to give you joy, yeah. that no matter what you face, you can face it uh, with God's strength. I feel that it was God giving me that title of miskindness. Uh, was just such a blessing because it's truly who I am inside, but not because of me, but because of the Lord. And I think, and I just want to tell you one thing is that transverse myelitis. I was in a hospital bed and they didn't think I was going to make it. My parents were driving to come and see their daughter and they said that she might not make it. The pain journey I went through to get to where I am today. Do you think that came easy? The joy that I have today, do you think that that came because I let pride, anger, and bitterness sit in my heart? No. But I have a crown and a sash that's like I feel from God. Uh, it's Miss Wheelchair Canada. And people think it's all glamorous and everything, but it is still a wheelchair after all. Your joy place and your happy place is your obedience place. Vianne's story, her life challenges me every time I see her. Could she have reason to uh, not live in joy? Probably. She makes a conscious choice every day to God, I choose joy today. And it leaves people asking, when, you, when, you're, when, you're, in, when you're around her, it leaves, it leaves you asking. I've asked questions like, how? Like, how is, how is that possible or, or how can someone be so joyful and, and kind and, and bring so much energy to, to a room as she does Nehemiah 8 and 10 says the joy of the Lord is your strength 
And no matter what our day brings, the joy of the Lord can be your strength if you will choose and allow it to be your strength. 2 Samuel 6, uh, we read of a, of, of a king in the Bible. And if, you, if you've been in church for, for uh, most of your life, you've probably heard about this guy. If you haven't been in church very long, let, let me tell you, tell you about this king. It's King David. If you've ever heard uh, stories of like underdogs or David killing Goliath, it's the same David. And it's a story in the Old Testament. And uh, we, we, we talked a few weeks back about the Old Testament and, and the New Testament. And right in the middle, Jesus came, came as, a, as a baby, which is coming up on Christmas time. And, and then in Easter, he, he died and he rose again. And, and that's the, Christ's birth separates history from Old Testament and New Testament. But in the Old Testament, what was happening was that um, the presence of God was carried around in what, what the Bible refers to as uh, Ark of the Covenant. Or some translations refer to as the chest of God. Now, when, when, when Jesus came and when he ascended back to heaven, he said he was going to send somebody to us to comfort us, which we call the Holy Spirit. And he's with every one of us and he's, and he's around us if, if we allow, allow him into our lives. But, but back before Jesus uh, in the Old Testament, the presence of God was carried around in the Ark of the Covenant. And uh, this story has taken place where, where King David is going back to a land to, to re, retake possession of the, of the chest of God because God's presence um, is, is so strong and he wanted God's presence in his life. And, and we read a story that in uh, 2 Samuel 6 that says this. 2 Samuel 6, 16. So David and all the people of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy. And blowing a ram's horns. If you look at the story a little bit closer, the, here's a king, the, the king of all of Israel, a, a, a guy of honor. It's actually, actually now, he, he's in the streets shouting with joy, but he's not just shouting with joy, he's dancing and he's dancing undignified. Some translation says that he's actually dancing naked, which don't go and do that. That is not joyful for anybody. But in that time, that, that may have been something that, re- I don't know, it's the Old Testament. Sometimes that's weird. Um, and that's okay. But here's David, the king of Israel, somebody that was supposed to be like uh, proper and, and sophisticated. And here he is dancing and being undignified. Why? Because of the presence of God that existed in around him. And what happens when we allow joy into our lives is that the presence of God will make you and allow you to do things that are uncommon. I'm not saying dancing naked, but I am telling you that maybe you, you go into a place and you recognize the person that was never recognized before. Maybe you're, you, you have a, you're a company and you're a CEO, but you take time to, to hang out with the mailman. See, the joy of the Lord will be one of the fruits that the Bible talks about, the fruit of the Spirit. The joy is one of the fruit of the Spirit. It's one of the things that will, will, will grow in us when we allow this presence to be inside of us. See, we are a vessel that God wants to use to attract people to himself. And it's our joy that can be so attractional, that can be so life-changing. And guess what? When we allow joy into our lives, God wants you to be noticed, 
because he wants himself to be noticed. When we, when we walk in joy, he will give you opportunities to bring joy into a situation. People at your workplace will be like, how can he come in with so much joy? His wife was just diagnosed with cancer. I'm not saying that that stuff doesn't hurt. That stuff does hurt, and we have to deal with that. But we can still have the joy of the Lord because we know that in all things, all things are possible in God. When you make the choice to value joy, to live a life of joy, people take notice. People start asking the questions, what's different? And guess what? You have people coming to you and asking you, what's different about you? And there's an open door to share God's love his joy your joy can be the reason someone's load is lightened you might be here and you're like I've never lived a day in my life experiencing joy where I knew that no matter what I faced be okay. That joy only comes from God. You might be here, you've never made a decision to follow Christ in your life. And today could be your day that allows, that you allow joy to be a part of your life. The Bible says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All you need to do is to confess that, hey, I'm imperfect. Man, that's the only thing different from me and, and somebody that doesn't know, know Jesus is that I just recognize that I'm screwed up. <laughs> and that I can't do anything on my own power. And one of the biggest ways to allow joy to be a part of our lives is to be a constant encouragement. So as I was thinking through, through joy this week and saying, hey, how can we, how can we take joy and, and the, the value of joy and bring it beyond just these four walls? Yeah, it's great to talk about it and listen to it and listen about it and say that the joy of the Lord is our strength and to hear Vianne's story and be like, yeah, Vianne, you know, you get a platform at, on a world stage or to write a book or to, to, to minister at other churches and, and to bring this, this, this uh, message of how can't you live in joy? Yeah, that's great. But what about every other person? What about the other hundred people in here? So when you, when you sat down, you would have found um, a card. I went and bought 150 cards this week. And you would have got a card on your, on your seat. This is what I want us to do for the next two or three minutes. Is that there's, there's somebody in your life that you may have been wanting to encourage in the last little while. And you just don't know how to do it. You're like, is it awkward for me to talk to them? Or maybe... There's someone in your life that you will meet this week that needs encouragement. You don't even know them yet. There's a card on your, on your chair and a pen. What I challenge you, what I encourage you all to do is to write a little note of encouragement and allow the joy, allow what we, we talked about today to actually be a part of our week. 
beyond just a Sunday experience. So when I talked about encouragement, there may have been somebody that came into your mind. I'm like, I need to encourage that person the next time I see them. Well, write a card, write it in a card, write them a little note. Notice things that they're doing. Why do you think they need encouragement? And when you see them next, bring it to them and give it to them. Just say, hey, I was thinking about you on Sunday. We did this. Here's, I just want to want to let you know that I, I appreciate you so much. Or if you want to take a real challenge, write a note. And say, God, you need to direct me to who I need to give that note to this week. And to keep it in your jacket pocket sometime this week. And maybe when you go to a restaurant, maybe you're out taking your kids to the pool, to a hockey practice. So just take the next five minutes. Pick up a car that was on your seat. As Shireen just plays in the background. Just write a little note to somebody, encouraging them. Allow your joy to be a difference in the world in which you live. says faith without works is dead. This is the way we're putting our faith into works. People will take notice when joy is evident in our lives. 
like I said, we go through stuff, and I'm not saying that that, don't, that death and, and cancer and job loss and, and uh, problems at home don't hurt. I, I, I get it. It hurts. But when we, when we give our lives to Christ, we live beyond just a job, or we live beyond just a life, or we live beyond uh, feelings. And the joy of the Lord not only can be your strength, will be your strength. And again, he will use that joy to attract people to you so you then can turn that into people hearing about Jesus. Maybe you're here and uh, you've never given your life to Christ. You don't know that joy. If I could get your heads bowed and eyes closed, and I'd just like to give that opportunity for, for anybody that's here that says, hey, I've, I've never made that decision to follow Christ before. I've never really ever heard about joy. I've been going for the last, coming for the last two or three weeks, but I've never, I've never made a decision. And today I want, I want to make that decision to say, I want to, I want to do this Christianity thing. I want to follow Jesus. I don't know everything about it. Guess what? I don't either. All I know is that I'm a, I'm a, a messed up person that is in need of a savior. And, and Jesus is that Savior that can bring joy into your life, and He can bring excellence into your life, and He can bring purpose, and He can bring truth. So if you're here, I'd just like to count to three. And if you've never made that decision before, just by raising a hand, uh, I would like to, uh, you would just acknowledge that, hey, you need Jesus, uh, and uh, you want to start that relationship today. So if that's you, one, two, three. God, we just thank you for changed lives, and we thank you that, uh, that we can live in joy because we know that if we allow joy to be a part of our lives, you will attract people to you. We stand upon and say, direct us to who we're supposed to, to give our notes to, our, our cards this week. God, I pray that that will have a, a huge difference into the kingdom of heaven. God, I pray that, that those specific words that we, we wrote on a card will, will uh, make a difference in the relationships that we have, but as well it will make a difference in the relationships that, that will come. God, you have come to this earth for people to know you. And God, I pray that what we do in here don't just stay in here, but it fills the streets out there. In your name. Amen. If you made that decision to follow Christ today, you may not have rose, raised, rose a hand, but you just said a quick prayer in your head. Uh, there's a couple things I encourage you to do that we feel is very important. One is uh, to fill out a connect card. Uh, we'd love to be able to follow up with you and, and to talk about what, what next steps looks like uh, for you. So on the connect card, you'll find it on your, on your seat. And just check off, I, I committed my life to Christ, or I recommitted my life to Christ. The other one that I feel that's so important, and it, it's, uh, it's getting baptized. And we have a baptism service next Sunday. We do one every, every month. Uh, rain, snow, shine, cold, whatever it is. Uh, we rent a hot tub, and we bring it to the parking lot, and we do, uh, do a baptism. If you're, if you're here, and you love Jesus, and you say, I want to follow Jesus for the rest of my life, uh, we encourage you to get baptized. 
And uh, again, on that card, you can just check off. I want to get baptized, and then I'll connect with you this week. And uh, we, will, we will baptize you next week. We believe that what God is doing on the inside, baptism is an outward sign of, of that transformation that's happening. And uh, the other one is we believe that you need to get connected to a church. And uh, Discovery Church is great. I, I really like this church, but we're not the only church. Okay? Um, you need to find a church. If you've given your life to Christ and you're not connected to a church, uh, we would love to talk what it means to get connected here, but you need to get connected to a church. The Bible's pretty clear that, that we cannot, we have to be a Christian by ourselves, but we cannot be a Christian, we know. We have to be a Christian for ourselves, but we cannot be a Christian by ourselves. I'll say it again because I messed it up the first time. We cannot be a Christian. We, we have to be a Christian for ourselves. <laughs> See, no. We have to be a Christian for ourselves, but we cannot be a Christian by ourselves. Get connected to a church. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's message from Discovery Church. If this ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love to hear about it. Please email us at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca.